Transform the way you hunt with the all-new Bay Cellular Trail Camera connected by the Moultrie Mobile app. Moultrie Mobile's industry-best app gives you complete control over your camera settings, up-to-the-minute updates from the field, and other interactive scouting tools on your smartphone or computer. Features like weather forecast, advanced species recognition, interactive maps, and a whole lot more. For more information and to make your purchase, visit www.moultriemobile.com. HuntStand is the most popular and functional mobile hunting app on the market. With a variety of base maps to choose from, satellite imagery that is updated every month, the ability to check the weather, no property information, and even catalog your trail cam picks, HuntStand even gives you the ability to import pins and location markers from other mobile apps. Visit HuntStand.com or download wherever you download your apps. Enter discount code SN20 at checkout for 20% off. All right, guys, welcome to today's show, and this is this is going to be an awesome episode. We have had quite the week here in Wisconsin, and it's only half over. And so, gosh, I just can't believe it. Just wait till you get into this episode. There's not going to be a huge intro because we we got a lot of deer, and you're about to hear the stories of most of them, uh, maybe all of them. We'll see. Uh, we'll see what we can get to, but... It's been a phenomenal year, the best year we've ever had up here in Wisconsin, and I sit down and chat with some of my close family about it. So let's jump into this episode right now. You're listening to The Western Rookie, a hunting podcast full of tips, tricks, and strategies from seasoned Western hunters. There are plenty of opportunities out there. We just need to learn how to take on the challenges. Hunting is completely different up there. I've harvested 26 big game animals. You can fool their eyes, but you can't fool their nose. 300 yards back to the road turned into three miles back the other way. It's always cool seeing new hunters go and harvest an animal. I don't know what to expect. If there's anybody I want in the woods with me, it'll be you. All right, guys, welcome to today's show. And this is the kind of wrap-up recap of 2022 Wisconsin deer season. Of course, Josh, you're going out potentially tonight, so it's not quite the wrap-up. Yeah, hopefully be able to get on something this afternoon for the last day. Yeah, it's been it's been probably the best week we've ever had up here. I mean, I don't oh, think yeah. we've ever killed this many big deer. And so we're going to go through on this podcast, talk about each deer, basically the story behind it, how it all went down, and then... Uh, yeah, that's going to put an end to the, the year for us up here. So uh, sitting with me today, I've got three family members, a nephew, a brother, and a mom. and Or my nephew, my brother, and my mom, <laughs> not just A. Uh, but why don't we go around, introduce yourself real quick, and uh, how long you've been hunting. Um, I'm, a, I'm Aiden Kaufman. I've been hunting, or I got my license this year. Nice. First year. Yep. Gosh, just wait till we get to his story. This is... He's spoiled. <laughs> it's dumb. <laughs> um, I'm Rhonda. I'm Dan's mom. And um, this year was my 42nd year hunting. Um, I haven't missed an opening weekend in 42 years. So I'm pretty excited about that. I wanted to keep on going. And, um, and she started when she was 30. Yeah. Yeah, I did. <laughs> uh-huh. Thanks, Dan. <laughs> no Christmas for you. <laughs> 
I'm I'm Josh. I'm Dan's brother, and I've been hunting about 17 years. <clears throat> Dang, 17 years. That seems crazy, too. Yeah, I guess maybe even longer. I guess youth hunt was when you were 13, I think. 12. Back then, 12. You can hunt at so, yeah, 12, yeah. Just over. Jeez. That's <laughs> why I guess I've, I haven't really thought about how long I've been hunting, but yeah, it's over 20 years now. What? No. <laughs> what? Oh my gosh. All right. Let's yes. not think about and that. He's no. only 40, no. so I'll never bring that up again. <laughs> Thank um, you. <laughs> no, we had a we had a great year. I mean, we I got up here the Thursday before opener. Opener is always Saturday before Thanksgiving, and it goes till the Sunday after. And right now it's Friday, the day after Thanksgiving, so there's technically a couple days left, but um, with the year that we've had, everyone kind of like got deer and left. It seemed like, yeah. um, we, uh, we started out on Saturday hunting hard. We, who all was out mom, you were out, yep. Josh, you ended up, you got in at like 4am I got here and then, at 4:20 and left for the woods at 5:15 yep. after a 14 hour drive. <laughs> yeah. So we went out, Aiden, you were still in New York at that point or heading this direction from New York. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we had a bunch of people go out, and honestly, it seemed like a really slow opener. Yeah, I, I don't think like. I saw a single deer all morning, and then maybe saw I think three running through the woods far distance Saturday night, and that's all I saw all day opening day. Yeah, I only saw I saw one buck, and it was like a small maybe fork or tiny six point. Mom, how many did you see? Opening day, I saw nine bucks, all different bucks. I saw three of those twice, and I saw four does, and then one that Jeez. was running the ridge that I didn't, I don't know what that was. So, yeah, I saw a lot of uh, bucks on opening day. Well, and you pulled your trail camera, <clears throat> like, two days before season. Yep. And out of all the bucks you had on trail camera, you saw, like, almost every one of them that day, didn't you? Yep. Well, uh, th- I figured there's about 30 different bucks on my trail camera so i saw Jeez. nine different ones that day but there there's so many different twos and fours and you know some fives a bunch of sixes a bunch of eights on there so i saw a lot of different bucks on my trail camera this year yeah and you've got you've got a whole handful of bucks where like every time it's busted off basically at the main beam right on what is it the, the left, left side, side. like the on side. all of them yeah, I I saw three on opening day that every tine on the left side was busted off, and some of those were ten. And one of them was a ten pointer. Um, the one I got was an eight pointer, and then um, there's another eight out there that has the same thing. Every tine is busted off almost all the way down to the main beam, and yeah, it's very interesting. You probably have like a an anti hunter neighbor or something that's out there with a 22 well, like shooting the tines <laughs> off of the deer so Dan, nobody wants them dan i think you guys were already in the camper last night but we were looking at trail cameras last night and we found her buck before it was all busted off so really? october 22nd <laughs> it has the full rack on there yeah. so since october 22nd until now I was somewhere say, in between it it's all probably in the last what three weeks or so because yep. we saw the same thing with sam's yeah <laughs> the buck that sam shot his g2 he was missing his two on his right side mm-hmm. and they had trail camera pictures of that one october 27th it had it and by the 11th of november it was off yeah and i mean that's typically how it goes you know there most deer aren't losing tines or or main beams or busted tips or anything i would say probably before the be- 
middle of October. And up here, I mean, it's a pretty solid rut. It seems like the first week of November is just like well, and even out. even opening day, every, uh, just about every single buck I saw was nose to the ground chasing something. Yep. I mean, they were following. You know, the first five bucks I saw all went to the same spot. They had their nose to the ground. They crossed the trail, and as soon as they hit this trail, they were on on a doe. So, um, yeah, they're still they're still moving chasing well an opener here's this year was the 19th and that's like i mean they say in most places in the midwest like the sixth seventh eighth are the peak of the rut or is the peak of the rut Mm -hmm. really it kind of starts around halloween goes for a couple weeks but here this year it seemed like there was so much activity even when you did pull your card you'd see one doe come through and then it was just like a parade of bucks afterward yep and then, you know, Sam shot his hot on a doe. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, it's been it's been pretty wild. But I guess starting out on Saturday, we had – trying to think how many deer total we had down. Only a couple. Saturday we had – I feel like Saturday we didn't – like Billy, Billy mm-hmm. got mm-hmm. hers. How many got deer over at, at your guys' property? On Saturday, yeah. there were three deer taken. Three, okay. So four. So four deer – and then, and then Sunday rolls around, <clears throat> and I guess you were the first one to get yep. to get your deer. Yep. What? Uh, tell us that story. How'd that go down? So when I pulled my camera that week, um, there were a couple bucks on there that I was interested <clears throat> in. Uh, one really nice buck didn't have a bunch of broken tines, um, and then this really odd buck that the left side was all busted off, and then it has a really strange like kinking its horn on the right side and and but a big bodied buck and so I said whichever one of those comes through first I'm interested in taking and so I watched all those other deer come through I had a 10 come through that had the whole left side busted off but I could tell it was a 10 and it walked 20 feet from me right down the trail it it just walked and I watched it for 10 minutes and I could have taken it but it was a much smaller bodied deer it looked much younger so I thought, oh, I'll just wait and, you know, it's opening morning. It's bright and early. It was probably, that was probably about 7.30 or so. I'm like, yeah, I'll just wait. Yeah. So then just sitting there and I um, look off to my right and I look up the valley and I see this buck come through the valley. And I'm like, that's a big body deer. And I thought this could be the one that I was looking at on camera with the weird horn. And um, watched him for a while came down the ridge started angling towards me and then he got behind a brush pile and I could see his body back there and he just stood there for like 10 minutes and I remember sending a message out to everybody and said big buck and one of one of the two big bucks is in front of me right now and I had time to do that because it just stood there it was eating whatever hold on that was in the midst of 35 different messages of the (laughs) meals that you were cooking in your blind all the different things that you were Making spaghetti, I think that Not morning. Not at that what else time, I wasn't. Yeah, no. At that time, I actually took out some venison bacon out into the woods, and I oh was going to make gosh. me some uh, bacon and pancakes for breakfast. And <laughs> I, or ba- actually, I think I decided on bacon and uh, oatmeal. And so I had the water I on, swear, getting ready some to boil. Point, <laughs> at some point, you're going to have like a light up board out there with a little speaker with box. The menu. <laughs> Everyone's going to be driving their side by sides through the woods up to the front of your blind. Uh, 
So, yeah. Anyway, so I had my bacon cooking and I had my water on for my oatmeal and um, this buck came through and I'm just watching and I thought this, I think, is pretty sure the one that I've been watching and looked at it in my binoculars as it was getting closer and closer and I just kept watching it, got behind the brush pile, stood there for a long time, sent out my message that I had this buck in front of me and uh, it went behind a hill and I knew it either had to cross behind the hill, which is not very wide, or it was going to go straight up and I would lose it. And so I just kept watching and it stepped out um, from behind the hill. I took a shot at it. It stepped a few more steps. I don't know what happened. I took another shot at it. It acted weird, but it just stood there. And so I'm like, I, I was kind of dumbfounded because it didn't do anything. I thought, how did, how did it not fall? <laughs> and anyway, so I was watching it and um, it took a few more steps and I'm like, okay, I don't know what's going on. And I took one more shot at it and I dropped it and it rolled down the hill. And uh, yeah, that was it. I went over to it and I knew immediately it was the buck that was on my camera with the, the really odd horn. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the whole left side's missing. Um, I should say down to the main beam. You can see where they've all just been busted off like crazy. So um, it's a nice, good body deer. I want to get it aged and find out how old it is because it does look like an old buck. It has the very old look to it. So yeah. we'll see. I don't know what, you know, what it's going to come out as. But <clears throat> then I um, took a doe in the afternoon after sitting there. I'm, I usually just take my buck and that's it. But... This year I thought, well, it was a beautiful day to sit out there. And, yep, I sat there and made spaghetti for lunch. And um, Last year it was venison the, tacos. Venison the, tacos. <laughs> now venison bacon and pancakes and spaghetti. I think I'm going to start a, a thing called um, woodland, woodland cooking. <laughs> or, or hunting or cooking be, in the blind. You need to be sponsored by Little Buddy the, or the Mr. Buddy heater. Yeah. Oh, yeah. My I mean, Mr. Buddy. you cook like everything on that thing. I love my uh, Mr. Buddy heater. I ended up buying uh, the double heater this year and oh my goodness that's a game changer when so you're now in the she blind. can cook breakfast on one side lunch <laughs> on the other. <laughs> yeah it that's a game changer if you sit on a blind and you want to be warm um that buddy heater that'll either toast you out of there or um you know they got the hookups for the 20 gallon propane tank and or the 20 pound propane tank and yeah that's a game changer when you're in the blind it's amazing oh so i'm not gonna feel one bit bit guilty about that one so <laughs> but yeah uh, cooking out in the blind is uh is a lot of fun i'm really really enjoying doing that so yeah that's awesome did you find out uh about your first two shots did he hit it no no Wait, I you didn't find out or you didn't I, hit it I, I i as far as i know i'd never hit it i Jeez. have there's there was nothing there i didn't find anything so what happened i don't know yeah did i flinch did i i i I have no answer for that. Hmm. But, I mean, they were sh safe shots. They were, you know, broadside into a hill. But there was just, I don't know. I it's don't. been a weird year as far as, like, deer recovery and just lack of blood. Mm -hmm. You know, especially we had so much snow. So you can see blood mm -hmm. across the valley if, if you hit one and have to go and track it. Yep. This year, we've had very few deer that have bled after the first shot mm -hmm. i mean yeah. like Billy's and I, did buck, a, I didn't look hard to see either but i i don't think i hit it I, I mean i literally didn't see any other blood but i never really looked that hard either so yeah i mean billy's 
buck. It didn't go very far. No. There was some blood, but it wasn't like crazy. Yeah. And all of our shots that we're taking are typically within a hundred yards. Um, so let's see. You and Billy both got. You guys were the first two to get deer, and her buck. I don't know the full story. I think she had seen it a couple times, and then it was heading down the ridge. And it just stopped and gave her a broadside shot, and she shot it. I think it was a pretty basic. It wasn't like she had seen it a hundred times. She really hadn't been seeing much at all. Mm -hmm. She saw a couple that she couldn't get a shot on. I saw one on Saturday, a young buck that was heading towards her, and she never saw it. It must mm -hmm. have stayed up the hill behind her to where she couldn't see. But, yeah, then she got that buck, and she's like, all right, I'm done. I'm good to go. So, uh the other thing that was fun this year was bringing the four-wheeler. Oh, yeah. So I brought a four-wheeler up, and we've never had anything to – I think you guys may have dragged one out with yep. the side-by-side -side yep. at some point. But we've never had anything to drag deer out. And so it's literally been like last year, Aiden, it was me and you. We drugged three deer out yeah. on Sunday. It was on a sled. Like. Yep. Yeah, just a big orange toboggan sled <laughs> that we strapped down strap the deer down to and then josh i mean i don't even know how many deer we've drug out oh, together yeah. over know. the years but this a, year a it was like hey i've got the four-wheeler maybe i'll just drive that over and you did that for billy's deer drove it back yeah. there loaded the deer up and everyone was like why have we not been doing this <laughs> like, <laughs> this is the easiest thing we've ever done you know and uh so yeah by the end of the week i think we drove we loaded six different deer up on that four-wheeler and drove them through town and i felt like the coolest guy ever because it was like every other day i was driving a big buck through town on the front of the four-wheeler and people were probably I, I told everyone i was like i'm gonna have to stop coming back to this spot people are gonna start following this four-wheeler and figuring out where we're shooting all these deer at i think yeah we took six out of that 40 and then mine so seven on that four-wheeler seven town. total yeah jeez so so, yeah, Billy's happened, and then uh, Sunday, I don't even know what time. I think it was fairly early on Sunday that I got mine, mm -hmm. and I was I was sitting there, and I hadn't, I hadn't seen much at all. Actually, I don't think I had seen anything. So, at this point in the hunt, we're done with opening day. I saw five total deer opening day. Next morning, it was, I think, around 7.20, I look over and I see this body and I see an ear flick and it just looked like a real like short puffy ear you know like a, a yearling would have and I didn't get a great look at it but I just assumed oh it's like a young doe whatever it was in between some trees and behind some brush and I had my good camera with me on the tripod and I brought it out there because I wanted to get it deer on camera like I wanted to shoot one on camera I'd never self-filmed a deer yet and so I'm I'm sitting there looking and I'm like man I should I should turn the camera and I was like no nah, not for a little doe no big deal I had plenty of time well then I look back over there and I see movement coming out on the bottom where that deer was heading and so I'm like all right pull up my binos and I just see five points on the right side and I'm like oh crap like what am uh, what am I doing and I like <laughs> grab my rifle turn it over because I have it I've got it on a tripod that I'm shooting off of and so I like turn it that direction and I look at my camera 
And then I'm like, nope, don't have time. And just get on it, get it in the scope. And as soon as I get it in the scope, I see the right side again. I didn't look hard enough at it at all. I just saw that and I was like, that's all I need to know. And picked a gap that it was about to walk through, got on it, pulled the trigger, just smoked it. And it took off running up the hill. And it was about to, it was probably halfway up this tiny little knob in front of me. And it started to slow down. So I just got back on it and shot one more time and it dropped. And I was like, you got to be kidding me. Like it happened so fast. It was within probably the first hour, hour and a half of the day. And so I went down to it. And as I'm going down, I'm thinking like, this could be a pretty nice buck. I don't know for sure how big it was because all I could see was one side. And I, I couldn't tell the width or anything on it. And going from thinking that it's a young doe to a nice buck was just kind of weird. I was like, how did that happen in a matter of seconds? And so I'm getting over to it and I see it and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is a tank. And he's, he's wide. I mean, he's a 10 point, had some real funky characteristics on his left brow tine and then a real dark chocolate rack, but he was like 19 and a quarter wide. And I don't know how old he was. Hopefully I find that out soon. Um, he just looked like a real interesting deer. Anyways, so I go down, grab him. I'm, I'm getting calls from everybody in the woods saying, like, who shot? What did you shoot? And, Josh, you and I had sat in that spot the night before. Yep. And we had decided there was a tree 10 yards in front of us. Anything to the left of the tree, you got to shoot. Anything to the right of the tree, I got to shoot. And so you ended up, like, sleeping in or staying home for whatever reason that morning. Yeah. And yeah. Brady came out, and I was like, oh, dude, you should come back and sit with me. I've got an extra chair back here. He's like, oh, no, I'll sit up front at the double <laughs> stand. And so then I shoot this buck, and I'm like, dude, if either one of you had been with, it would have been yours because I would have yeah. just stayed set up on the right side, and you would have had shots at the left. Um, but then... So anyways, I go down, get the deer, drag it to the bottom where we were going to pick it up with a four-wheeler, and I lean my rifle up against the tree right there, and I'm just sitting there looking at this deer. And I was like, all right, time to go. I'm going to go get my backpack, grab my knife, get it out, do this whole thing. So I go up, I get up top, grab my backpack, and pull it to the front of my chair, and I look over, and there's a doe at 40 yards. And I'm like, where the heck did this thing come from? And so I, I'm immediately thinking, oh, perfect. Like, I'll shoot this. I've already got a buck. i got to get the four-wheeler anyways. And then I realize my rifle's leaning against the tree 40 yards down the hill. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. And so I watch her, and she's like, she knows something's up. She's looking around, but she's not, like, really spooked. She ended up turning and going up the hill away from me. And got like 60 yards away behind a couple trees. So I was like, all right, I'm just going to book it down there. I'm going to try to get my rifle. If she spooks, oh well. If she doesn't, great. So I go down the hill, grab my rifle, come back up with my rifle. So I walk 40 yards down, grab it, walk 40 yards back up, look over, and she's still standing there. And I'm like, no way. <laughs> so I put it in the tripod, get on her, flip the safety off, pull the trigger, and she dropped right there. And I was like this is so dumb. Like, yeah. <laughs> how does this happen? Like I just walked around the woods with her standing there looking or looking around, but the same thing happened last year. So I had a slow morning or a slow day opening day last year. Second day I shot a buck and a doe 
And so I just decided, like, I'm going to plan on only being up here two days next year. And just come <laughs> yeah. Maybe not even go out Saturday. I'll it'll, it'll probably push it off then to another it, day. It probably so would, <laughs> That yeah. first day you're not still going to get anything. No. No, I can't count on that. But uh, so, yeah, that that all went down. Aiden, you what time did you get in town? Um, I got in town around 11. On Sunday? Yeah. Oh, dang. So you got in town and then came out basically immediately. Yeah. Okay. See, I thought you had gotten in Saturday night and just didn't come out Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. And so, but that's awesome. So you got into town, you guys got your license, and then you met us over here. We went out to the woods, and I think we went, and we were sitting by what, one? I think 115. You called me to see if I made it to my spot. Oh, yeah. Or one to 115, somewhere in there, yeah. So, like, one, yeah, 115, I get a hold of you. I think we ended up sitting, getting set up around one. Mm-hmm. By 120, you look at me, and you're like, Dan, there's a deer. And I'm thinking, <laughs> like, no way. We just got in here. It's the middle of the day. When and I saw it, I thought it was a doe. I couldn't tell what it was from where we were. Yeah. And so, same exact spot as I was. I was in the chair on the right. You were in the chair on the left. You were going to get to shoot anything because I already shot a buck and a doe. And this was your first year hunting, first deer that you're trying to kill. And so I was like, dude, whatever comes in, it doesn't matter left, right, <laughs> behind, in front. Like, you're going to shoot this thing. And so you saw it first mm-hmm. coming down the hill. Yeah. So what happened from there? Well, I saw it coming down the hill. I let you know that there's a deer. And if I'm correct, you said it came down the same path that your buck did? Yeah, exact same mm-hmm. path. So you did you use your binoculars cause I, or the camera? All right, guys. So gift season and the holidays are upon us, which means you need to start thinking about filling the gap underneath the tree and stuffing the stocking full. Luckily, Vortex has a large line of optics and apparel that meet every gift need in your life. A couple great stocking stuffers are the Procar window mount or the Venom Red Dot. I've got the 3MOA version and absolutely love it. If you're looking for that gift that's going to wow the outdoorsman or woman in your life, check out the Razer HD spotting scopes or the Ridgeview carbon fiber tripod. But don't forget their amazing line of apparel either. Some of my favorite pieces are the Shed Hunter Pro jacket and the Sun Slayer hoodie. So for all of your gift needs, check out what's new from Vortex at vortexoptics.com and head to your favorite Vortex dealer to make sure you're ready for everything fall can throw at you. So I flipped the camera Mm -hmm. over to it right away and I pulled up my binos and I saw that it was a big buck. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, no chance. Like, this kid's been hunting for, like, 13 seconds, and all of a sudden this big <laughs> buck walks in. Yeah. And I'm freaking out because, I mean, it's my first deer, and it's a big buck. So I'm shaking uncontrollably. It's hard to, like, grab the gun without shaking. And I'm scoped in on it following it, and it goes behind, like, a brush pile and a few trees. So I couldn't see it. So I looked up from my scope to, like, try to see where it went, and then I saw it, and you grunt, and you distracted it for me, but I couldn't find it in my scope again, and you're like, come on, shoot it, shoot it, just, and you're like freaking out, I was freaking out, um, so it starts walking again, 
going down the hill a little bit, and I finally got it on the scope, and you grunt, and I'm trying to, like, get a good shot on it, but I'm shaking, so it's hard, and I feel like I got a good shot, so I shot, oh, it ran, it ran down the hill a little bit, ran up a little bit, and then it went over another hill, but you could see it, I couldn't really see where it went, so then you went, so then you grabbed your gun and scoped in on it, and then you shot it and dropped it, but then if I'm correct, Sam saw it, and it was trying to get up again, so then Sam shot it, so when me and you got over there, it was still struggling and trying to get up, so then we put the final shot in it. Yeah, so. it was it was a wild turn <laughs> of events, because like you said, you had, you had seen it first, mm-hmm. you were trying to get on it, and this whole time, I'm trying to operate the camera but I'm trying to watch for a gap where you're going to have a shot, like a clean shot, so you're not shooting through brush or branches or anything like that. Yeah. And so in the video that I took, you hear me probably 300 times say, are you on it? Are you, Aiden, Aiden, are you on it? Are you on it? Hey, are you on it? Aiden. And you're not responding. You're, you didn't say a single word in response to me the entire time. And you so didn't I'm like, exist at the time, honestly. No, yeah, I wasn't even there. Like, <laughs> he could have been on a different planet. Uh, he, so I, I pick a gap that it's walking into, and I'm like, meh, and it stops. And I'm like, Aiden, are you on it? Are you on it? Dude, shoot it if you're on it. Are you on it? <laughs> still no response. The deer starts walking again. And I think it was on my third time that I stopped it. You were like, yeah, I'm on it. I'm like, then shoot it. And so he shoots it. I see it like, you know how the front legs just drop. I mean, like its front legs went out. And I thought it was just going to like go chest into the snow and snow plow until it tipped over. Well, it caught itself. And when it caught itself it took off up and over the hill. And so I'm, I'm like yelling at this thing, like meh, meh, trying to get it to stop. I'm like, Aiden, reload, get back on it, get back on it. And at this point I see like, this is about to go onto the neighbor's property. And then we're going to have a track job. We're going to have to go get permission, do all this stuff. And I could tell that from where he was, he couldn't see this deer. And so I picked up my rifle and I was like, Hey dude, I'm just going to have to put it down. So when I shot, it went down. And then, yeah, like you said, it was over near Sam at that point. He mm-hmm. was way up on the hill above it. They shot to finish it because it was still struggling trying to get up. And then we yeah. walked up, and you put the finishing shot on it. Mm-hmm. I mean, probably five feet away from it. But mm-hmm. it was crazy. And it, it ended up being a really nice nine-point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, I mean, it was a mainframe eight-point with a kicker on it. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you ever noticed it. Did you see the hole? No. In the antler. So the same antler that's got that kicker on it, that mm-hmm. little one-inch point, has a hole perfectly straight down through the antler. Oh, really? It just goes all the way down into it, yeah. I, I didn't notice, notice that. I didn't notice it until, like, until I dropped it off at the taxidermist. Hmm. And I was like, holy cow. I don't know how we missed it, but, yeah, so that happened. And then was it that same night that you went out, Josh? No, so that night... I stayed in my spot because I was sitting up just west of Sam on the other side of the hill watching the other gully. And then we ended up leaving. And then Aiden came back out with me that afternoon. We went and hunted the south property out in the field. But we didn't see anything out there that night. Um, and then the next night is when I went to the back 40 
and sat in a spot I've never sat before. Didn't even really know it was there. And it was one of the most beautiful spots I've ever sat and could see everything. Um, sat for 40 minutes or so and this deer comes out at like 300 yards probably roughly out of the corn walking down this hill and it was the north facing hill so it had snow on it still everything else was green and so I could see it in the snow and then it walks out right into the bottom of the valley and I couldn't see it anymore so I pull up the scope and I'm watching it and it's standing broadside from me so I watch it for like 10, 15 minutes, and I am just keep checking behind it, waiting for a buck to be following it, because I've heard from everybody that the bucks are still chasing hard, so hoping something would step out on it. And I uh, watched it, watched it. Finally, I'm like, okay, it's a big doe. Um, I drove all the way up from Colorado. I'm bringing some meat back with me. <laughs> I was like, I don't care. I'm, I'll shoot this doe. So I was looking for the buck, and then I turned, and I can't find it anymore, because it was a good good distance away from me and it was right in the green grass instead of the snow and finally I get on it and this whole time it was broadside from me and this at, once I decided to shoot it all I could see is its back end quartered completely away from me so I'm sitting there and watched it like that for probably five minutes waiting for it to give me a shot at it and then it turns just slightly and it gives me its front shoulder um, just behind it and I was like okay well now's my chance if I want to take it I'm going to take it now so I shoot the gun kicks. I'm like, okay, I made a good shot. It must have went down. I put the scope right where it was, and I don't see anything. And I'm just like, I just missed this deer. How did I just miss this deer? It was maybe like 250 yards from me, if that. You came out and saw where yeah, it was. Yeah, probably 250. So uh, I'm sitting there with the scope staring, looking all over, and I'm like, what? this deer's gone. I just missed this deer. Dang it, I missed the deer, you know. I'm super upset, and finally I scroll over, and about 10 yards from where I shot it, I just see it standing broadside. <laughs> looks like nothing happened at all, and I'm like, how did I miss this deer? So I get right on it again. I'm about to pull the trigger, and it goes to take a step. and just drops to the ground and then stands back up, and I'm like, okay, I hit it. And, you know, it's, But it's trying to get away still, so I put it right on it again, shoot one more time, and just folded it right there. And then, yeah, I think that was, we talked to a guy that has a trail camera out there, and he's like, yeah, I saw that. He's like, at 3, 3.36, I see a doe standing there. At 3.37, I see a dad laying there. <laughs> <laughs> and then it was, and then Dan came out with the four-wheeler. I sat for another hour or so waiting for a buck to come through, and then I met you up with the four-wheeler, went back there, and, and got it out. Yeah. So. Yeah, that, uh, that spot's pretty killer. Yeah. Like oh, looking yeah. at it in person and then again on the maps it's a spot that i've never hunted i had been to it once and i think we tried <laughs> this is a funny story so uh, maybe you were with no because i've never been to that spot you've never been back i there? didn't even know it was there when okay. he when he told me where to go i asked him like three different times and it's funny because he just gets down in the snow with his finger and draws it completely out he's like you go through this fence and then you go through this fence and you had 425 yards exactly <laughs> and then you start hiking in from there and just find a spot and so i got up onto the top of the highest knob out there and i could just see everything yeah and he told me to go down in that valley but i'm like well i'm shooting a rifle i can shoot anything i can see so i was like i'm gonna step back you know so i was probably 100 yards back behind where the blind was and that way I could cover everything. So, See, I, I'd never deer hunted back there, but I have been back there before, and it was on a coyote hunt. Mm. And Oh, I might have been back there on a coyote he told, hunt. Well, then. we'd never made it all the way up to the top, so yeah. I hadn't seen the actual valley. It was just like, was that where when you we parked found your the, truck. Is that where we found the den? 
on the side of the hill? Because yeah, I was back there. Yeah, we did see a dam. Okay, then I was with there. But, yeah, we didn't go all the way down but, to the south side. But do you remember what happened? We were heading out this way to coyote hunt, and I see a dead raccoon on the side of the road. And I'm like, oh, maybe we just put that dead raccoon out there and the coyotes will smell it and come eat it. <laughs> I had never coyote hunted before in my life, but I just thought, oh, yeah, they eat dead things. <laughs> so we throw this disgusting raccoon in, like, a grocery sack and put it in the trunk of the car, drive all the way out here. And then I get the bright idea, like, well, what if we have some movement with it? So we tied a rope to it so that I can make a little motion decoy i mean i don't even know how young we had to yeah not old at been all been pretty young and uh yeah it didn't work at all <laughs> the car just smelled like rotting animals um because it was yeah. yeah i'm sure if you looked hard enough you could probably find that string and a skeleton from a raccoon <laughs> out there still um but yeah so either that or the coyote came yeah yeah later. the coyote probably did come and pull it off eventually um but, yeah, that's a sweet spot. I mean, hopefully yeah. we can hunt that in years to come. Uh, after that, though, what else? Let's see. You had, you'd gone back out a couple times. Sam and his buddy Gage had gone out, and Sam had found a new spot. Well, early in the week, like Sunday, I think, he had an encounter with a big buck, like a really nice buck. And it came up over the hill right behind him, like 20 yards and he just he couldn't get a shot before it had spooked off. And so this whole time, he's communicating with a neighbor who has a bunch of trail camera pictures of all the big bucks. And Sam described the deer to the guy, and he's like, dude, you're lucky to even see that thing. It went nocturnal. It's not moving around in daylight at all. And yeah, then all of a sudden... they said they haven't had it in daylight for like a year. Well, he said, he said he had a couple pictures, and then for the last three weeks, it's been completely nocturnal. Oh, okay. At least on his property. Yeah. And so Sam had the encounter with it. He was like, dude, count your blessings, you know. And then all of a sudden, Wednesday, the day before, th- is that right? Was it Wednesday or Tuesday? No, it was. It was. It, it would have been Tuesday. It would have been Tuesday because they. I no, think, it was Wednesday. No, because they left Wednesday. They left I, Wednesday. They did leave Wednesday, oh, yep, and he Wednesday shot it morning. on Wednesday. Yep, so Tuesday oh, he had right. the He encounter. shot it the day he left. And then Wednesday morning he shot it at like 7.20 or something like that. Yeah, so he said it came in and had been chasing. He saw it five different times chasing a doe, and it yeah, just said, was all over the It was all over the hills in the woods. Like he couldn't, he couldn't quite get a good shot, and then all of a sudden it popped up right in front of him after it disappeared with the doe behind a tree mm-hmm. and he's like all of a sudden it was like right underneath me there was like a a little false ledge that he couldn't quite see underneath and then all of a sudden it popped up and he shot it and uh he said after he shot uh another buck walked over and he said a really wide eight point walked over stood right above it sniffed it for a little while and then was like yeah i might head out of here <laughs> and then it slowly backed out but so, I mean, out of those woods, we got four bucks this year. Four bucks, three does. And then how about over on your guys' property, how many did you guys end up with? Um, as far as I know, let's see, Casey, Jess, Zach. So we, there would be five out of there. That five I, out of there. Mm-hmm. Dang. How many bucks? Um, two. Me and Jess. Two Cur- bucks, the girls three does. The girls got the bucks. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, it's been it's been quite a year because I think 
out of all the bucks that we've killed on this 40, there's probably only one bigger than any one of these three. Yeah, I think Mark's nine probably. Mark's nine. Is the biggest one. So we got three out of the four biggest bucks off this property all in one year. Mm -hmm. And we've been hunting it. I mean, when did you guys start hunting it? 20 five years ago at least because we've been probably closer to 30 years we've been in this area for let's see since 1984 so yeah yeah almost 40 years almost 40 years we've been in this area and i would say it was with just within a few years that we were started hunting there so dang that's crazy and i mean when we talked to jeff he did say I've seen more deer this summer than I've ever seen. He's like, in all the years I've been here. Well, and the guy I talked to at the gas station, or no, where it was, yeah, over in Oliva, they said they were looking at the stats, and there were more deer shot opening weekend or opening day in Trempolo County than any other county in Wisconsin. And I think they said it was right around 2,400 deer taken opening day in Trempolo County. In Trempolo. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. I mean, the counties here, a lot of people look at Kansas and Iowa, and they're like, oh, big buck, big buck states. And they are. Don't get me wrong. They produce really good deer. But as far as Boone and Crockett and Pope and Young entries, Wisconsin, I don't know after last year's statistics, but before that, they had more Boone and Crockett and Pope and Young entries than the next two states combined. Mm-hmm. And Buffalo County leads Wisconsin in Boone and Crockett and Pope and Young yeah. entries. We're right next to that in Trempolo County. Yep. And everybody, I mean, I keep hearing every year people are like, is turning into the new Buffalo. Mm-hmm. And just looking at the looking at the different bucks that have been killed in this area. Yep. Well, and I'm cow. looking at, you know, the bucks that are still out there on the property where we're at, you know, for next year. Oh, My yeah. goodness. I can't even imagine what it's going to look like next year because there are so many smaller bucks, but still decent, that you know they're still all out there. So, and we've seen I've seen way way more bucks on my cameras this year than I than does. I mean, Dang. there's a lot more bucks out there than there were does at least on my cameras. See, I saw I think I saw more bucks than I did does this year. I mean, there's four deer that I can't confirm what they were. I just saw them at a distance. But of the deer that I know that I saw, mm-hmm. I think I saw more bucks than does. Yep. Well, and even that, there's so many. And I was talking to some other guys, too, and it's the same thing. A lot of young bucks. Yep. A lot of, like, one, two-year-old bucks that are going to be big next year. And that's all they're seeing right now. So, yeah, the next few years are going to be. And, I mean, we took out, what, three, four bucks off yep. that property. and. Three of those were shooters that the neighbor had, and he still got other ones out there that are real big shooters, and then a bunch of, you know, three-year-old deer, two, three-year-old deer on there as well. I always have a hard time because I don't like playing the, oh, what would it have been next year game? Because, like, when I shoot a deer, I shoot it because I'm happy with it, you know? But then you walk up to it, and you just think, like, what if? (laughs) What if this thing grew another 30 inches you know like there's deer that put on a crazy amount depending on the acorn crops or you know what what kind of crops are being planted around them and uh and it was the same thing with sam's because sam had sam shot a 10 one of the 10 points was busted off but then he had three different points that would have been full point or like they would have been scorable points next year 
And so it's like, okay, so technically you've got a nine right now. Next year, he'd probably at least be a 13. And he's like, yeah, but this is my biggest buck. And I'm like, oh, trust me, I'd shoot this thing every (laughs) single year, no matter what it's about to turn into. Yeah, and if you start playing that game, the chance of you actually seeing that one next year or somebody else not taking it before then or getting hit by a vehicle, especially along that stretch... Oh, your year. odds of seeing it year to year go down and yeah. down and down and yeah. down and down. Anyway. I mean, look at look at how many you saw this year that are big bucks that yeah. you probably never even saw those deer last year. No. Yeah. No, I totally agree. And that's where I'm like, if I get excited about it when it comes in, I'm going to shoot it. Yeah. Like, we, we talk about doing age structure and, like, doing antler requirements or something like that. And I think I think it would be a really cool deal to – to get involved with especially with the neighbors because i know some of the neighbors buying up the land here are talking about doing like and hey we're, sh- we're shooting three and a half or four that, and yeah. a half year old deer well in trophy counties like buffalo county i mean most people are following those same criteria and some of them are going to get shot young by whoever and that's fine but i mean just think you know if 30 30 bucks on yeah. camera at your place you know like 30 yeah even if 10 percent of those make it to five and a half years old that's three bucks that are five and a half on the property yep that's insane i mean i i get excited when i see seven bucks on camera in missouri much less you know well in the last two the last two years last year i saw way more bucks than i did those same this year and i'm like it's yeah. crazy to think of that because it's not, not been like that. It's usually you see one or two bucks, you know, maybe shooters, maybe not. Yep. But to see way more bucks than does is just crazy to me. Well, and that's, that's also awesome as far as calling and rut activity. And, like, when there's less does than there are bucks, the bucks have to compete more in order to breed. They're going to be more receptive to scent, more receptive to calling, more receptive to rattling more receptive to decoys because say you do have a three to one buck to doe ratio. Not all of them get to like (laughs) reproduce with that doe, you know? Mm -hmm. And they say you want it ideally at 50, 50, but we see a lot of places and especially on that property in years past. And honestly, probably this year, if, if you were to count up all the deer that everyone on the property saw this year, it was a lot more does than bucks. Yeah, I mean, I've only seen does, and I saw, I mean, the same four that you saw, and we couldn't tell what they yep. were. One of them we knew was a young doe. I had three young does come within 40 yards of me one night, um, but that's all I've seen. So I've seen five or six does out there and yep. no bucks. So it's just the time of day and who's sitting out there because oh, they're yeah. still out there. Well, know, and, and yeah, there was a, there was a really nice buck. Well, there was a buck bedded down. It was actually on the hill for about a half hour in front of me watching over the valley. It didn't move. It just looked and that's all it did. Then it did a circle and laid right down on that spot. And so I watched him for a little bit, about 10 minutes later, he jumps up and heads down the hill real quick. And I thought, okay, what's going on? I look up there, much bigger buck is standing right where he was just laying and so I had my binoculars on him. I had already got my buck, so I was just watching him. But it was fun watching him. And I thought, well, now's the time to kind of play with the call, the rattle, whatever, and yeah. just see what you can do with it because it doesn't matter. I don't need to shoot this deer, so let's just see what I can do. 
he didn't have, he could have carried less. Really? I, I, I grunted and he looked and went right back to doing what he was doing. That was, that was about it. They, he did not care one bit. And then, <coughs> excuse me, in the afternoon when that, when the, um, I was watching two bucks. Actually, I was watching one. It was a, a five-pointer, and he had come off the ridge and came right down. He was probably, I don't know if he was 30 yards from me, and I watched him, but he kept looking off in the distance, and he was just, he's walking, but he's looking in the same spot. And then, then he stopped on the side of the ridge, and he just stared in that spot, and I thought, something's over there. So he's, he's eyeing up something over there. So I just kept watching and looking back, and all of a sudden another buck comes along, a little three-pointer, and they kind of converge about 10, 15 feet from each other. And they're both looking in that direction. I'm like, okay, something's going on. Yeah. And they're kind of meeting up. And so I'm like waiting for a little bit of a fight here or something. You know, something's going to happen here. And um, all of a sudden, a small doe stepped out. And I'm like, uh-huh, I knew there was something mm -hmm. coming. And so I watched her. And then right behind her came her mama. And the mama was much bigger. And she stepped out after. And both those bucks headed straight for her. And oh, it was dang. just fun watching them because they're both converging. And she's over there with the little one while she starts jumping around and running around. And they're chasing after her and going after each other. And it was just fun watching them, you know. But yeah. I just waited till she and the little one got up on the, uh, on the side of the ridge before I shot her. But, yeah, it was, it was uh, fun watching to see, you know, what was going to happen here. You know, how they interact with each other. They didn't have a clue that I was there, and they could have. They would probably cared less. Yeah. Because after I sh shot her, even uh, the two bucks were still in that valley, the same exact valley, for until I got out of my stand and went down to her. So, and I waited until I was, oh gosh, I can't even think of how long I sat there and just waited because I'm like, no sense to get out of here. I got to wait for somebody to come and get me anyway. So yeah. I just sat there and watched them. And they, did, they didn't have a clue what was going on. But. Well, and I feel like that's kind of how it's been in years past. We've, we've, I've never had success calling in deer during rifle season, like with antlers or with a grunt or with snort wheeze, anything. But scent, that seems to work still. Mm -hmm. Like we, we used to do that. We'd spray it all over the bottom of our boots, walk all the way in, uh, drag, you know, a, a scented wick behind us hang it in the tree, do things like that. And we've had plenty of success with that. But as far as actual calling, it just seems like they're probably like, dude, we're done fighting. Mm -hmm. We don't want to keep doing this. But, oh, wow, that one is hot. I smell that. Like, I'm yeah. going after her. Yeah. Last so. year, um, you uh, used your buck call, and we saw, like, three just, I don't know, bucks and or does just run away. Oh, yeah, yeah. Last year. Yeah, I just did some blind calling, and I did a grunt, or maybe I rattled. And I was like, yeah, Aiden, I'm, like, trying to teach him because he had never hunted before. Like, he was just sitting there with me. And I was like, yeah, this is what you can do sometimes. And I'm like, clank, clank, clank. And then all of a sudden, you just see tails. Boom, gone. So, <laughs> I was so like, he trained you. He taught you how, what that, not to do. Do not <laughs> do this <laughs> during rifle season. Yeah, because it seems like during <clears throat> rifle season, they're, they're – like you said, their senses are all alert, but yet they don't care about only one thing. Yeah. And so it doesn't matter what you do or what, you know, they just don't care. Yeah. You know, they have one thing on their mind and that's what they're headed for. And if it, if the two things coincide or converge, then great. But if not, they're not even going to care about you. Yep. But yeah, the scent, I know I used a little bit of the buck bomb. 
um, this year just sprayed it out the blind window. And now that I think back about it, I'm thinking most of the bucks that I saw, the majority of them anyways, came from that direction. Mm. So, you know. Yeah. Well, that that's what happened with Sam, too. He said that they sprayed some estrus scent right before we shot the buck or right before you shot your buck mm. and the wind was blowing that direction and when he came through he wasn't running but he was moving like he had a place that he wanted to be and so i'm wondering if it wasn't that scent that mm. carried up the hill mm-hmm. yeah. and and was bringing him to them sorry we intercepted him but yeah, <laughs> yeah. sam's probably pretty excited about that because he would have shot him and yeah. then he wouldn't have got his big one this year so yeah but yeah, it's been a good year. Mm-hmm. Congrats, everybody. Aiden, 20-minute hunter. Yeah. Unbelievable. Fast We're just going to call you fast food from now on. Fast food. <laughs> I like it. Expect not to see a deer for three years now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just believe me, it does not happen like that all the time. Oh, <laughs> I know. Everybody started going through how long it actually took them to get their first deer and, like, how many encounters and misses. Or I can't tell you how many years it took me to get my first buck. I mean, I my first year I did get a doe, but to get a buck was... I mean, that that was tough. See, I got lucky my first few years. My first day out archery hunting ever, I shot my first buck and doe in that day with a bow. And then rifle, youth hunt, 12 years old. It was that first week. I don't know the day it was that I was out there. Shot my first buck and doe. Um, okay, well. And now I haven't shot a buck in a long time. So, <laughs> like I <laughs> said, right. expect not to. That's how it goes. That's how it goes. Mm-hmm. Well, and one thing we haven't even mentioned all of the bucks shot in the woods in the, that 40 were all shot within 120 yards of each other. Oh. Oh. I mean, everyone was either on the same path or walking toward that same path. Yeah. Well, yeah. And so when you think about that, all the commotion that's in the woods after you shoot deer between um, g- getting over to it, maybe having to shoot it again, um, having to gut it out, having to load it up and drag it out and bring the four-wheeler in and all oh, that laughing, stuff. Oh, laughing, high-fiving. And the high-fiving, yeah. the laughing, the, the storytelling, the whole thing while you're in the woods. And here you took out how many of them in such a short period of time. Oh, and yeah. It didn't affect anything. No. Yeah. No, I mean, I was calling people. When I went down to my buck, you know, I was calling people. People were calling me. Everyone in the woods is calling to find out who shot what. I was calling people like, dude, I just shot a good one, just shot a good one, not talking quietly, not whispering. And then I walk up the hill, and there's a doe within 40 yards. I mean, she had to have been there as I was walking up the hill, unless she just sprinted in and then stopped on a dime. But I think she probably was standing there watching me like, what's that that idiot doing? And it was even even the day before that when you and I, we haven't sat together hunting in years. So we both sit down. And we're just joking about whatever it is, stupid stuff. And we're laughing. We're being loud. Like, there's points where I'm covering my mouth because I'm laughing so loud. <laughs> and then I turn over and I see a doe standing there and yep. walking through it. I'm like, crap, there's a deer. How, how did we just see a deer? We were just being so loud. Honestly, I feel like you could just walk around. You could do your daily workout routine out there. <laughs> yeah. And well, the deer are still going to well, show up. Well, and I up. know Billy said, you know, this year too, she says, I'm not quiet in the woods. She says, no. I have my plastic baggies I'm ripping open. I'm ripping open a bag of chips or whatever. She said, I'm not quiet in there. And she gets she gets her deer pretty much every opening morning yep. is usually when she gets her deer. And so, you know, and I've had people comment about me being out there and making food. 
It hasn't affected anything. Nope. I get my buck every time while I'm making food. You know, yep. I'm frying venison. <laughs> oh, I, I I'll pee out there. I'll oh, talk. Yeah. I'll. I mean, there's. I don't do any scent control. That's the other thing. I used to be like, oh, we need scent control. We need scent control. We, we used to clip clothes. those stupid dry earth <laughs> yeah. wafers on our hats, and they smelled like death. <laughs> and they just smelled like a moldy log. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. And so we'd have all of our stuff in totes and covered in scent. And we're like spraying down with scent and killer the whole time. We're using the scent. You don't <laughs> take it in the house. Scent deodorant. Deodorant. Yeah. I'm like, Wash your hair we used that. to do all of that. And lately, I'm like, it, it literally doesn't matter. Like, mm-hmm. I've spilt gasoline. I've actually spilt gasoline while I've been like pulling the nozzle out on the way to a hunt and got it on my boots and gone out and killed deer. Yeah. yeah. When they um, they don't care. <clears throat> when I got my buck, I showered right before I got there. And I know. I thought your, you smelled like axe. Your <laughs> He's like getting out, just spraying down with axe. <laughs> no, I'm just. Well, kidding. it really proves it is. This is the first year we've bring in a four wheeler out there, and we drug all those deer in from the same spot, and it never interrupted or disrupted well, anything. Well, it mine. Just, I drug. I went and loaded both of my deer up. You know, Brady and I. Put, picked him up, put him on, strapped him on the four-wheeler, drove it up the hill. I mean, making all kinds of noise. And within, what, three hours, you came out, Aiden, and shot yours in the exact same spot? Yep. People, yeah. people give deer too much credit, I feel like. And don't get me wrong, I think it's different depending on the season, depending on the location. But in Wisconsin, when you have 600,000 hunters out yeah. there opening weekend – the deer have no choice. They're going to be where hunters are. Like, yeah. I mean, they're going to get scared from one property and come over to another property or vice versa. Or they're just going to do the same routines in, like, the property that we hunt. There's so many big hills and so much woods and so much cover that unless you're actually out there, like, doing jumping jacks, odds are they're going to walk right through and have no idea that you're there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So well, and it's interesting, I, and I say this every year for the last I don't know how many years, but yeah, they're doing their thing. If they don't know you're there, or you're not bothering them, and they don't care that you're there, they they do their same thing. You know, I this year I looked up, I was sitting there, and I looked over to my right, and I'm like, um, something looks a little different there between those two trees, and here it was a deer. It was bedded down. All I could see was the body. I couldn't see the head. It was just this looked like this brown log but it was a different brown than what else was in the woods right there and so then i looked at it for a while and then all of a sudden i see the head move a little bit and i could see the ears twitching and stuff and i'm like you know it didn't have a clue i was there i knew it was there but probably not for i don't know how long it was there before i knew it was there yeah yeah, it just was in its natural habitat laying in the sun just sitting there watching whatever's happening uh, you know down in the valley and didn't have a clue and uh, that's part of what i love about being out there is that you can be in the middle of nature and not they they don't have a clue that you're there yeah. or they might sense a little something's wrong but it's not enough that they're going to be worried about it and they just go about their business as far as eating and bedding mm-hmm. down and running around and playing and you know doing whatever they're doing and you know it's just fun to watch them it, it's a lot of fun to just sit and watch deer when in, I, in their habitat when me know. and Dan got out Dan told me watch that hill and because he's like that's where my that's where I shot my buck and that's where the doe came down from so I'm right when we sat down I started hearing branches snap over there and I knew something was over there but 
I also wanted to look everywhere else, but I mainly focused on that like one area because I knew something was over there. And yeah. when I saw that deer come down, that's when I started freaking out because I like I knew it was there. It's just a matter of if I would have if I would have looked away for a while, if I would have saw it or not. Yeah. Because yeah, and I mean, even with the snow on the ground, they can disappear behind the tiniest tree. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And if they don't move, and they could stand there for a half an hour like that one on the hill, if they don't move, and you, I mean, they could just be standing there. You have no clue that they're right there. No. Yeah. I had a, I had a doe. I grabbed my camera because I saw this doe come in, and well, actually, it was the one that I shot. I looked over and I saw it, and I was like, I'm gonna get this on video. And then I realized I don't have my gun, and I had to go back down the hill to get my gun. Well, I turned my camera to it, and it was behind a tree that was maybe 10 inches wide. And it was standing right behind it, and I completely lost it. And I'm, like, trying to find it in the camera screen. And I'm like, where the heck did it go? And then I just see an ear flick off the side of it. And I'm like, a deer could legitimately lay down right there and be there for an hour and a half, and I would have no idea. Mm -hmm. And it's not a big tree. It's not, like, a bunch of cover. It was on an open hillside with like five mature trees in between me and it. Um, but yeah, it just goes to show like they could be in there. I just don't think people need to spend thousands of dollars on scent control. Yeah. There's people who buy washing machines and dryers that they only wash their hunting clothes in. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, okay, good luck. But I, I can't say a whole lot because some of those guys do kill monster. Like I'm talking right. 180 inch yeah. deer every year. Yeah. But I'm very happy with shooting the deer that we shoot yeah. and yeah. not spending that kind of money and not being that ridiculous about it. So yeah. I'm not brushing my teeth with doe urine, I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah. um, but congrats. Sam will be happy with that. <laughs> I know, right? Well, congrats, everybody. Good yeah. season. And, uh, yeah, next year next year we got to top it now. Yeah. Oh, boy. That'll be a challenge. Maybe I'll top it this afternoon. Know. There Do you it. go. <laughs> I'd like to pull one more out with the four-wheeler. Yeah. <laughs> that would be awesome. All right. Very Thanks, cool. guys. Yep, thank you. Thank you. And that is going to wrap it up for today's show and wrap it up for the 2022 season here in Wisconsin. Now, I don't think anybody ended up going out the rest of the week. I mean, it was pretty it was pretty jam-packed with Thanksgiving stuff and a lot of people had to head back for work or get back and take care of things before they started working. And so after after this recording, I think it kind of died down for our family and for our hunting property. But man, it just goes to show like up here in Wisconsin, you can see deer, you can see the same type of deer, same, same age structure, rack size, year after year, and then out of nowhere, things can blow up. And I do know that a lot of people, a lot of the neighbors have been buying out property specifically for hunting and doing deer management on it and so I'm really kind of curious what all they've been been doing up there I know there's been some food plots I know that uh, there have been some watering holes put in but aside from that uh, I, I really don't fully know what they've been doing up there and I'd like to find out and I'd like to really start talking to them and figuring out how we can all get on the same page as far as deer management goes and I, I think it could be a whole different ball game here in the next five years. The types of deer that we're seeing, uh, you know, we're right next to one of the best counties, if not the best county in the history of whitetail hunting. And uh, we keep hearing that the county that we hunt in could be could be taking over soon. So we'll see how that all plays out. But 
hopefully you guys are getting out there chasing after deer chasing after ducks i know when i get back to missouri duck season is going to be open and so i'm pretty excited about that but until next time guys get out there and chase new adventure <laughs>